eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. Gabby, the summer official visit season is upon us. Camp season is upon us as the calendar turns to June. And so with that in mind, we're going to set the table as best as we can uh, as to what to know, what to maybe expect, what to look for here in these key months of June and July, key recruiting months here in this modern college football recruiting calendar. Uh, it's going to be a dense pod because we're going to definitely get in the weeds here on what Miami's looking to do recruiting-wise, position by position. Um, so stick with it. Also, too, I think it's it's a fun time to sign up if you're a listener to the podcast, want to go to an even deeper level uh, on a daily um, daily level, join the site uh, inside the U.com. So uh, the summer is a busy time, especially in the month of June with visits and camps going on. And uh, Gabby does a great job keeping the subscribers abreast of what they need to know with those happenings. Uh, Gabby, before we jump into kind of what to know position by position here going into June, we got some news to touch on uh, that happened since our last recording. We we kind of hinted at it, I think, in the last podcast, but uh, on Saturday, Miami Columbus defensive tackle Dalen Russell committed to the Hurricanes. Um, you know, what's your take on this addition to the class? Yeah. I mean, Dalen Russell, I mean, I think on the surface, it, it definitely looks like an interesting take. Uh, you know, I think he's around the six foot one range. Uh, you know, he says he's in that 270 pound range. Uh, if he's at, then, you know, that's good. Again, he, I think he's a highly productive local player. Again, I think they, that Miami wants to recruit South Florida. Like they want to get South Florida's best players. And I mean, Dalen Russell was, you know, the 4M uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, that's the highest classification in Dade County. Uh, he was a part of a Columbus team of Columbus defense that that won a state title 
Uh, I think he's considered, you know, again, one of the best players on a, at a Columbus program that Miami wants to kind of make inroads at. Uh, of course, there's a lot of history between Miami and Columbus, between, you know, Mario Cristobal, Alex Mirabal, Alonzo Highsmith, guys like that being there. I think he's a kid that they kind of, they like the mental makeup. They know he's going to come in, do the right things. I think that's something that they're looking at, you know, especially with some of the local kids and, you know, just how it can be at times. Um, you know, they want they want people that are going to come in and just do the work and just do do what's asked for them. And then, you know, kind of see where the chips fall in a couple of years. If they're able to get on the field, work their way into the role, but all they, they want guys that are going to come in and, again, be additions to the program. If that's, you know, just culturally from, like you know, locker room, all that stuff in the weight room. And I think they feel like Dalen Russell is just, you know, a, a nice fit in that way. And again, he he is a good player who can develop down the line and maybe be someone that helps them in the future. But, you know, again, I think it, it, it might may have left some people scratching their head because we've been here talking about, oh, Miami wants to sign the best defensive line class in the country. And then, uh, you know, took, you know, again, a local three star, which uh, three stars are good players, too. And I think Dalen Russell is a good player. Uh, but again, he's productive. Uh, you know, he I think he had like eight sacks, eight tackles for loss as a junior uh, you know, I think he forced a fumble, a key fumble in that state championship win against Apopka last year. So I think Miami believes that they got a good player on their hands and uh, someone, again, I think they're just going to take the time to develop. Yeah, so he is the ninth commit in this 2024 class for the Hurricanes. They currently rank number 23 overall in the country, which, of course, is not where they want to end up being at the end of the cycle. Uh, but they are pacing ahead of where they were just a year ago. Um when they made big moves in the summer and they're setting up, they're setting themselves up to, to make big moves against this, this summer, especially on the defensive line. We'll get into that later here in the podcast. The other bit of news from a talent acquisition standpoint, uh, Luis Lou Cristobal, uh, Mario's nephew um, is going to join the hurricanes. He comes from Georgia state as a transfer uh, listed at six foot, two eighty ish, started what five games I think last year for Georgia State. Did not allow a sack in that time. Allowed only two pressures. His pat for whatever it's worth from PFF from Pro Football Focus. His pass blocking grades are pretty good. Um, you know, being an undersized guy, the run blocking grades. Uh, there's room for improvement. Uh, but overall, Gabby, I look at this addition as a depth addition. Um, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's a depth addition. Uh, again, I think they know he's going to do the work. I think they know the type of kid that he is. Uh, you know, when he kind of first hit the portal, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, he he's a gritty guy. He's going to, you know, kind of get into, you know, the muck of it. He's going to work. He kind of has that offensive lineman mentality. Uh, that, you know, the, the, those guys value and respect. Again, he's not someone that I think they're going to trot out there game one or anything like that. But I think, uh, you know, he's someone that provides quality depth. Again, I think we, we saw how, how thin it got at times last year. So mm-hmm. uh, if you can just find a, another interior body to throw in there, hey, why not? And then, of course, it's Mario Cristobal's nephew. So, I mean, him yep. coming home, I think, just kind of makes sense probably for for him also. He played at Columbus also. I mm-hmm. think that's something worth mentioning too. Attention business owners. I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now. Employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W-2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices ASAP 
The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. All right, so let's jump into what this podcast is mainly going to be about, and that's kind of setting the table for these June and July months. Also, somewhat setting the table for key targets, too, that maybe aren't taking official visits here this summer, but we're touching on as well. And I want to do this position by position, Gabby. Um, And so let's start at quarterback. Of course, for 2024, this cycle, Miami has a, a guy committed in Judd Anderson, uh, so, you know, I think obviously there it's um, obvious to say it'd be good to get him on campus, work out with the coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but from a recruiting standpoint, I think it's fair to say it's time to turn to page and start evaluating, start to really get a feel for who they want, who they're going to go all in on for the 2025 cycle. Um, and so, Gabby, I'll let you take this wherever you want to take this. Do you have a sense right now who might be either their straight up top target 2025 quarter or maybe a group of three or four, the guys that are standing out right now? Yeah, I think that I'm not sure what like that top group really looks like right now, but I know that this spring evaluation period for Shannon Dawson was all about getting ahead on that 2025 class or really getting started on it because, you know, I think it was his first time really being on the road for Miami. Uh, So I think, again, it was important for him to see a lot of these 2025 arms. Uh, One that I think particularly stands out, George McIntyre out of Tennessee. He's actually going to be throwing at FIU on Monday. So I know Miami's working to get him on campus, uh, you know, and while he's just throwing at FIU, he threw at FIU last summer. That might sound strange for a five-star quarterback, but his uncle is Mike McIntyre, the FIU head coach. He's six, five and six foot five and a half, 182 pounds, has a ton of offers, um, I think that that's definitely one of the top guys on the board. Um, Antoine Hill is a big body, six foot five, 215 pounder out of Georgia. Uh, he's for, he plays at, at Hodgson County. Uh, so I know that's a, a name that they really, really like. Uh, Bear Bachmeyer out of California, Ryan Finley out of Ohio, Carter Smith and Bakeem Kritza um, are a couple in the Sunshine State that I think are worth tracking as well. Uh, I think it's still, I think they're still kind of building the board, kind of seeing where they kind of have they're in, but I think those are, I think that's a good core group of guys that I think that they really, really like. I would throw Hussan Longstreet in there as well. And Akili Smith, even though he's probably going to Oregon because that's where his dad went. But I think those are all, you know, I think that's a good strong group of names in 2025 that they like. 
you have a personal favorite either from film um watching them at a seven on seven etc cetera, etc cetera. do you have a guy that you like a lot I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by Carter Smith. I mean, he plays at Fort Myers, Fort Myers Bishop Row. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's down the road. Uh, he's a, he's a baseball kid. I, I don't think he's playing this year, but he was considered like one of the top ten best prospects, uh, baseball prospects in in Florida for that 2025 class. Um, and he's kind of all in on football. Uh, at six foot four, 180 pounds. I think he put some fun stuff on tape. You know, over the course of his sophomore year. Again, I think he's someone that's, you know, within range where you don't have to go too far. I think that that could be good just for the base also. And I think he's really talented. I think he's only going to get better the more he invests in football. Again, he's still pretty young, just a sophomore, going to be a junior next year. So, um, you know, I I think Carter Smith is someone that I would kind of really, really kick tires on if I was Miami. He's fair. His tape is very intriguing. He's he's definitely 6'4", 180. He's got the athleticism to extend plays and even at the college level i think he can be somewhat of a running threat um i do think you know there's some stuff to clean up which is fair to say for any rising junior um and so this junior tape that he uh puts together during this season is going to be key to see what what he cleans up in his game but i think he's got a twitchy arm and uh you know he can he can make those deep ball throws as good as anyone. So I'm with you local guy that is a big time talent. Um, and I think he's just scratching the surface. So it kind of, for a guy like that, it just boils down to how hard is he willing to work? And that's what Miami has to evaluate. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see who they end up getting on campus for, uh, some workouts in terms of the 2025 quarterbacks. Um, how about running back? Uh, we can go back to 2024s. Um, so to me, Gabby, the theme here is uh, who is Miami going to land that can be kind of the feature back? And it seems like, to me at least, that there's three guys standing out uh, that they're targeting. Jarrett Gibson, who we've talked about plenty on this podcast. He comes out of IMG Academy, top 50 back. Uh, either the best or the second best running back in the country, depending on the the service. Um, He's going to visit on June 9th. Kevin Riley, who hails out of Tuscaloosa County High School in Alabama, uh, top 100 recruit. Um, And then also Kiwan Lacey, who is, to me, a very intriguing, toolsy type of running back out of Lancaster, Texas. Uh, he's clocked at 10, seven, nine in the hundred meters yeah. goes six foot two Oh five, three-star guy. But to me, he's kind of an underrated guy. He's set to visit this weekend. Is it fair to say those three are kind of the three to watch here this summer at running back? Yeah, I think those are probably the main three to kind of pair alongside Chris Wheatley Humphrey. Uh, Khalil Valentine is another running back out of Arizona that they like, but I, I do feel like these three are more, of, you know, the guys kind of leading that pack. They, they, they're they bringing in a running back on Thursday uh, for an unofficial visit, Devontae Lyons. He's out of St. Augustine, 5'10", 190 pounds. Uh, we currently have him listed as an 85, so a three-star in 24-7 sports. Curious where that goes, or if it's just kind of like a visit. I think he's going to get to FAU as well. Um, but, I, I mean, my I, I feels like those are the main three guys. I mean, Jared Gibson, 
is it, it, I feel like he is the dude. Uh, Kevin Riley, someone that they've lo- they've liked for a long, long time. And then Keewan Lacey, I saw him in person, and man, again, he 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 definitely looks the way that you want a running back to look. And then you kind of throw in that ten nine speed, and I mean, he's definitely an impressive athlete. Is there a reason why? I mean, did did he deal with injuries or something as a that you know yeah, of as I'm a not junior? Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, the t- the tape's fun. I mean, he plays Texas high school football. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what the situation is, but yeah, Miami definitely likes him a lot. I think he got to Arizona State as well. Um, I think I think there's a few other schools in there. Ole Miss is a school he likes a lot. Nebraska's in there as well. Uh, so I mean, there there's some pro- you know some programs that are kind of in there for him. It's just uh, not really sure what the. I don't know. I think he he he's a good looking dude again. Miami likes him a lot. Of those three, and again, all this changes during the month. Uh, of those three, who do you feel like Miami stands the best with? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it could be Jared Gibson, and and that's kind of that's kind of nuts to say, just because I mean, he's he's the highest ranked out of all of them. Uh, you know, he's long been you know kind of considered a Texas lean, but I think Miami's right up there with them. Uh, you know, Kevin Riley, I think he, he's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I think that that could end up just being a tough pool. Uh, you know, if, if Alabama does want him, I know, I know Georgia wants him. There's a lot of, you know, SEC schools kind of after him. I think ultimately that could be pretty hard. Uh, I think Jared Gibson is, is very much in play. Uh, Kiwan Lacey, again, I, I think mine is really, really in there, but I know he likes Ole Miss a lot and he's talked up. I think he already took an official visit to Arizona state. He think he talked them up a little bit and Nebraska as well, but I honestly, of the three, I would probably go Jared Gibson. Maybe that's by design because Miami feels like they can get him. And I believe mm-hmm. that they can. Um, but you know, that's their guy. Jared Gibson is, is uh, to me, undoubtedly their one, like their guy, there is that group, but I think Jared Gibson's at the top of that list. So, uh, if Jared Gibson's the guy in the best spot, I think that's a, a good sign. And he's, he's a guy that's pro I don't think he's like officially set a date, but I know after his IMG scrimmage, he kind of said that he would ideally like to make a college decision before his senior season. Um, I guess from a Miami's perspective, you know, what do you feel like needs to be the goal coming out of summer at this position group? Does Miami need to have at least one of these guys committed? I think, I think they, I think they should, I think that should be the plan. I think that should be the goal. Uh, I think you, I think you try to figure out as soon as possible what Jared Gibson's going to do. You get him. I think you get, uh, you get Jared Gibson. Miami gets Jared Gibson on the ninth. Then you got to wait out Texas to the end of June uh, hopefully you kind of have an idea there so you can kind of, you know, go press where you need to press, or at least hopefully they have a read by then. So right. it's just like, Hey, if this is not going like, like Cedric Baxter, I feel like they kind of got to the point where it's just like, all right, we can, we can kind of feel like we're not going to be the school here. Like this is not where he's going to come. So it kind of gives you an opportunity to pivot. So I, I hope that they have a good read on Jared Gibson, whether he's coming or not. Like I, ideally you just get right. him. Um, so that would be best case scenario also. But if not, I think you have to kind of, zero in on who that next guy is going to be, whether it be Kevin Riley, whether it be Kiwan Lacey, whether it be Khalil Valentin or, you know, another one of these kids that kind of emerge. Um, but I, I think, I think you, you got to take again two. I think two running backs is pretty important in this class. So yeah. got to find out who the next guy is going to be. If it's not Gibson. It's important. I think they need a guy with lead back potential. Yeah. Um, they got one last cycle in Mark Fletcher, but you got to land at least one of those guys. Every cycle, Jared Gibbs, I think all three of those guys, have that ability. I think Jared Gibson, definitely Kevin, you know, uh, Riley, definitely. And then Lacey has that potential. So 
we'll see if they can close on one of those three by the end of the summer. Wide receiver, moving on to that key position of need. Uh, Gabby, for me, the big question here at wide receiver is, you know, I don't necessarily know if if commitments are going to happen in this regard at wide receiver. But one thing I'm curious is, can Miami make a move with an alpha wide receiver one? And to me, the definition of that is an outside receiver that's clearly a dude. Um, And so to me, that's like a Jeremiah Smith, a Ryan Wingo, a JoJo Trader. I would put Draylon Miller there. He's visiting uh, Braylon Staley is like on the bubble of that, but he's visiting. Um, But let's first talk about the guys that are going to visit and uh, are scheduled to visit here. And so that means we got to start with Draylon Miller, who's going to visit this weekend, June 2nd. Uh, He goes 6'2", 198. He's out of Silsby, Texas, top 100 wide receiver. Uh, had 1,401 yards and 21 touchdowns last year, so highly productive. He does have a commitment date set, Gabby, for June 29th, uh, and he is going to also visit USC on June 16th. So what do we need to know about this recruiting situation? Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those things where, you know, Miami's just been kind of, not, I don't know about quietly working, but they've definitely been involved in this one. Uh, I know Draylon Miller has a really good relationship with Tia Joseph, who's the recruiting staffer that came from uh, Texas A&M to Miami. I think that she has probably played a part in the reason why he's coming to check out Miami. He's he's one of those guys that he he didn't really unofficially visit during the spring. He's not a name that I really heard a lot until this official visit kind of surfaced, uh, you know, even from the wide receiver room. So. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see where this interest is at. Again, I mean, he has that commitment date. He only has, I mean, from looking at his 24-7 profile, only has two official visits set, and that's to Miami and USC. Also has Texas A&M, LSU seeming to be like programs who are who are really in the mix there. So um, I'm really curious to what the temperature is going to kind of be after this visit. But man, I mean, you, you rattled off what he can do. You look at the basketball stuff. I mean, he averaged 17 and a half points per game, two and a half, 2.1 steals during his sophomore season. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think this is a big time athlete. Again, we talked about wide receiver one, six foot two, 198 pounds. This is what you want it to look like. So uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Miami here this coming weekend. Seems like a guy that's a competitor. Um, I think the only thing that's holding him back necessarily from being like a five-star prospect is there really isn't any like verified track times that are overly impressive. But if you watch his high school film, he might be my favorite big time receiver outside of Jeremiah Smith. Uh, Just a guy that makes plays in a variety of ways and uh, a guy that goes out and wins a ton of 50-50 balls, runs with power after the catch. Um, He'd be a tremendous addition if Miami were able to close on that one. Um, I don't think this qualifies as a wide receiver one, but we'll stick with the June official visits theme and discuss Jure Hawkins, who, uh, is scheduled to visit this weekend as well. Gabby, he's more of a slot guy, but a speed brings that speed element to an offense that you can't teach. Uh, Miami's making a strong 
somewhat later push. I don't know the traction here. They're, they're coming in later than the other schools he's interested in. Uh, but the fact that he's visiting is encouraging. Yeah, I think it's really encouraging. And I mean, this is a kid from West Virginia who originally had West Virginia scheduled for this weekend, uh, kind of punted West Virginia out of there. Miami got that first official visit weekend. Uh, and I think there's legitimate interest. I mean, just kind of coming off that, you know, again, took a took a late spring uh, unofficial visit to Miami, kind of got a chance to be around the program, spend time around those guys. I, I think coming out of it, that really helped Miami a lot. And I think that helped put them in position to kind of get that official visit spot where it was almost just like, hey, like not really doing West Virginia anymore. Miami's that school for me. Uh, I still think, you know, Penn State's really going to be a school that's, that might be tough to beat. Florida, I think, is a school that's done a really good job recruiting him. But I do think that, you know, things kind of happen during th these official visit weekends. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we're here talking on Monday or whatever the case is coming off of this weekend. And we're talking about how Miami really moved the needle with a with a with a Jure Hawkins type because I think he has what they're looking for, you know, at the slot, the explosion, uh, that quick twitch, that elite speed. Again, I think they're trying to make the roster faster. Uh, and I yeah. think Hawkins just, again, checks off a lot of those boxes. I think they feel like he's super twitched up and can, you know, be a really, really explosive weapon. Uh, so, you know, I think he's exactly what mine is looking for. He's a 10-400 guy, correct? Yeah. yeah, crazy speed. I'm I'm just spitballing here. I could be totally missing someone, but do you think he's kind of their top slot receiver target? Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely I would I would say he's like their top like slot. I feel like I think they feel like the, you know Robbie can also kind of be like Robbie Washington can kind of be a slot too. Right. Uh, so they feel like you know they got two of them in Ray Ray Joseph and Robbie. So I think right. they're kind of going all in on Hawkins there. And if they don't get one, you know they don't get they're one. Fine. Yeah, I think yeah. they're more. I think you know the outside receivers is more of the priority. But I mean Hawkins is kind of too explosive to you know not recruit for right. them. So I think he's probably the one guy that they're going hard after. Sticking with the June visitor theme, Braylon Staley is a four-star guy, top one fifty. A prospect in the country out of Aiken, South Carolina. He goes six foot 175. He kind of wins with smooth ability. He he is a state champion in the triple jump, which He's highlights, done. yeah, which which highlights his explosiveness in his legs, right? And uh on on tape, you turn on the tape, makes a lot of acrobatic catches, elite at tracking the ball, uh, fun tape. Um Set to visit Miami on June 9th, uh, also going to visit Clemson, who has a crystal ball prediction, uh, North Carolina and Tennessee. So kind of those regional teams for him and then Miami. Uh, but but what do we need to know here with Braylon Staley? Yeah, I, I think Miami's in a really good spot there. You know, I think originally he gave Miami that June 2nd weekend, uh, which told me he wasn't going to go to Clemson. And then that all shook up and Clemson's getting him in because they're only doing that one official visit weekend for June 2nd. Uh, so I thought that was a good sign for Miami, but he was scheduled. So Clemson is getting that official visit now. That's probably the school uh, I'm worried most about just because I feel like Clemson typically gets what they want in that region, mm -hmm. probably, especially in South Carolina. Um, so, I mean, I think that's probably the school I'm watching closest. I mean, North Carolina, Tennessee, both have done a really good job, but I think Miami kind of, again, you know, during that unofficial visit, I think Kevin Beard did a really, really good job. He came with a bunch of his family. I mean, he, there, there were multiple people kind of with him. I think it's a school, you know, he's really, really giving a hard look to. So uh, they like him a lot. Again, that explosiveness, you know, of the, of the triple jump and, 
you know, everything he kind of does in track and, you know, the way that it kind of translates to football. I think Miami thinks that he has a very, very bright future uh, as a wideout. So they like him a lot. You view him as a wide receiver one? I mean, I think he's kind of like, again, I don't know if he's like wide receiver one, but I think he's like someone that if he's a part of elite a, wide yeah, receiver two. Yeah, I think he's a perfect, really, really good wide receiver two. I think if it's like Staley, again, just talking outside, outside guys, let's say you get Chance Robinson, you get Braylon Staley, and then you get one of those, you know, big time dudes. I mean, that's a haul. That's a big you know? time class. Yeah. That's a haul. So I, I think that would be, a, I think that would be really, I, that's how I kind of view it. I would agree. Um, and then there's also, you know, these guys aren't scheduled to visit at this point, uh, Miami, but there's Jeremiah Smith, there's Ryan Wingo, and then Jojo Trader. You don't have to talk on each of them. I think it's important, especially for those local guys, Jeremiah Smith and Jojo, to get them on campus yep. some point, you know, just pop in for a day trip or something. Um, Ryan Wingo visited, what, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so, yeah, I think those guys, and to me, Gabby, with Wingo, you know, we've talked about the unlimited official visit factor here with the new rule. He seems like a guy to me that could take like this summer. I think he's going to visit Georgia, Michigan, Missouri, Texas. To me, he seems like a guy that could take a bunch more visits in the fall as well. Do you think that's off base? Nah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Again, he already has, I think he has those four, those four visits set up again. I wouldn't be surprised if he sees a few other schools. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I think like Miami's very much in this recruitment. And I think coming off of that, of that visit, that you were alluding to, David, I think, again, Miami really kind of, you know, pushed themselves into the thick of this thing. And yeah, you know, he those those four visits that he had, I believe that they're already scheduled before he even came down to Miami for that visit. So uh, maybe maybe some packed up weekends. But, you know, I think Miami's going to find a way to kind of, you know, continue to just work there and try to find a time again, whether that be in the fall or whatever the case may be. Um, it just depends on his timeline. Like how, how, how is Ryan Wingo going to play out this recruitment? I don't think he's announced a commitment date or anything like that. So as long as that hasn't happened, uh, I think if you got to push it into the fall, maybe you do early fall, you do like the Texas A&M game. I think they were, I mean, we already know one person officially visiting for the Texas A&M game. Uh, so if yeah. that's the, er, is it, that's an early fall weekend that you want to utilize, like, you know, go for it. And then, um, so Ryan Wingo, six, two, two, five runs a 10, five, five in the hundred. So Big explosive body type there. And then Jeremiah Smith, Jojo Trader, just quickly, what would you say about them? I, you know, Jeremiah seems like that's just a guy Miami's going to keep recruiting till yeah. the end because you never know. And then Jojo's a guy that's probably just going to take his time with the recruiting process and Miami's going to hang around too. I would say that's fair on both counts. I mean, Jeremiah Smith, Miami's going to recruit Jeremiah Smith as hard as they possibly can. Uh, mine's going to recruit Jojo trader as hard as they possibly can. It just, you know, I mean, Jeremiah Smith is definitely going through the process. He already took an official visit to Georgia. I think he has an official visit set to Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if he's down at Miami at some point, you know, again, whether that be officially or unofficially, like, you know, I fully expect Miami to be, you know, extremely involved in, or just trying to chip away at Ohio state here. Um, you know, Jojo trader, again, another one where it's just like, who really knows, what direction this recruitment's going in. You know, he doesn't say a lot, even when you kind of get a chance to talk to him. Um, so I, again, I think this is one that could just kind of hang around for a little bit. Miami's always going to be in there. Florida state's always going to be in there. Um, a couple of these other schools as well, but I think, uh, you know, Miami has as good of a shot as anywhere. If I forced you to make a crystal ball prediction Oof. 
for any of these wide receivers with like a free confidence score, who would you, who would you pull the trigger on? Yeah, I'd probably go Jojo Trader. Uh, you okay. know, I, I think that's probably the safest one right now. I'm not even saying that that's like super safe either, but right. I think of those, I would probably think, I probably think that Jojo's the safest of the bunch there. And to be clear, we're talking Braylon Staley as well, Draylon Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would still go, I would probably still go Jojo Trader. To me too, Gabby, this is just me ranting, but I think this summer, if I'm Miami, I think it's important for them to sell Jakari Brown. Get him around these receivers, uh, these recruits. You know, show some of their sh- show some of his best clips from uh, spring highlights and practice to show them p- the potential he has. Because all these receivers want to know how good is the quarterback going to be that I come in and play with. Yeah. And Jakari has a ton of potential. He's got plenty of work to do, um, but I do think he's a guy that can excite recruits with his potential. That was the case with Chance Robinson, right? He he went and watched him a few practices in a row in the spring. And that was a big factor in him committing to Miami because he is a believer in Jakari after watching him. So that's just me ranting. If I'm Miami, I am making sure to uh, make Jakari a key part of this recruiting aspect um, at the receiver position. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at TorresLionel1 the number one at gmail.com LT pro enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. Let's move on to tight end. Um, you know, this it's a deep year for tight end. I can't remember a cycle where the tight end class has been this deep. So, um, we'll see what Miami can do. We've, we've highlighted, I feel like Gabby kind of the same names um here in recent years or sorry recent months uh and to me i want to talk about four guys mainly um that have emerged here with all four set to visit at some point including the texas a&m game you were referencing uh but caleb odom elijah lofton kylan fox and amir jackson let's go in order of June official visits with these guys. Uh, We have two scheduled to visit on June 9th. Elijah Lofton, 6'2", 220, Las Vegas Bishop Gorman prospect, borderline four-star guy. He's already visited Arizona State, plans to visit Hawaii and Texas. To me, Gabby, he's kind of like a blocker type, um, like an H-back blocker, brings some physicality to the line of scrimmage and in space, like on, on swing swing passes and whatnot. And then also on June 9th, Kylan Fox at a Grayson high school in Georgia, 6'4", 208, top 150 recruit. Also visiting this summer, UCF, FSU, and Colorado. So let's start those two. With those two, you can take it wherever you want to take it with those two guys. Yeah, I'm still kind of in wait and see mode with Kylan Fox. Um, you know, I know yeah. Miami, I don't know. I don't want to say that they're just like going in a different direction because I'm not sure if it's 
at that point yet, but I do feel like he's trending towards, you know, maybe picking Florida State, maybe right. even UCF. Right. Uh, so I do think Miami has kind of maybe shifted its focus a little bit to- more towards an Elijah Lofton. And I'm still trying to figure out if Kylan's going to go on the visit or if he's not, if it's if this visit's even going to go through. So that's one situation I'm kind of like tracking right now, just trying to figure out all that stuff. Um, but I know Miami definitely like, you know, loves themselves some Elijah Lofton. He took a, you know, I mean, he took a really late spring uh, unofficial visit. He was, he was around the school just a few weeks ago. Uh, and Miami really, I mean, Miami feels like they're in a really good spot. I think they feel like, I think internally, they maybe feel like Texas is a school that is viewed as maybe the biggest threat to them. I mean, Arizona State, like you said, David, got him on campus for an official visit. I think he's going to go check out Hawaii with some of his Bishop Gorman teammates. Um, but Elijah Lofton is a dude that they really like. I mean, I think they feel like he's a version of Brevin Jordan where they're maybe, you know, a little bit smaller, like maybe Brevin Jordan's a little bit longer. But uh, Elijah Lofton is probably a little bit like stronger, a little bit sturdier. Uh, they feel like he's a really strong run blocker. Yeah. Uh, a guy that's willing to be physical already has extremely impressive weight room numbers. I think it was like, I mean, he's squatting like, you know, or like squatting like 505 pounds, um, you know, just doing a bunch of insane stuff. I don't have the numbers like directly in front of me right now, but um, he's he, he's a big time dude. Again, doesn't check off all like the physical traits that you maybe really want from a tight end. But, uh, you know, he can definitely catch the ball. Uh, some feel like if he really bought in, he could be like a middle linebacker. Like he's that athletic. Uh, he's that strong. He's that, you know, mobile. Um, so, I mean, they they think Elijah Lofton is a total stud. And, uh, you know, he's someone that they would love to have as like, you know, sort of an inline tight end uh, right. as someone who can block, be physical in the run game and all that stuff, and then also go out and catch passes. And you've mentioned here, recently that the vision every cycle moving forward is to have kind of a, a blocker tight end yeah. and a pass catching athletic tight end right and uh on june 23rd miami's set to uh, visit one of the top athletes at tight end this cycle in caleb odom out of Carrollton, georgia he's a top 100 prospect he's also going to visit alabama and penn state this cycle seems like or sorry this summer Seems like he's a guy that a lot of schools are in on. He's he seems like a guy to me that could take a lot of visits yeah. when all is said and done. But what do we need to know right now with June around the corner uh, on Mr. Caleb Odom and Miami? Yeah, uh, I don't think there's a lot of schools that he's. I mean, outside of like maybe his like near his region there, uh, he's a you know kind of Atlanta kid. Um, but he's he took two unofficial visits to Miami. Uh, one, he came with his high school coach. The second one, he brought his mom. And I think that that's pretty telling the fact that, you know, he, he, he made that trip down to do all that stuff. Um, so Miami, Miami feels like they're in a really good spot there. I mean, they're concerned off, of course, about Alabama. I mean, Ole Miss is telling him he could play wide receiver. I think that's an extremely attractive option for him too. He really likes Penn state, but I think Miami feels like they're, you know, in a, in a good spot here. Um, they're just going to, again, this is, this is kind of like their guy. Like this is the guy that they're kind of, I feel like not going all in on because they're definitely doing their homework, uh, with some others, but Caleb Odom is, is, you know, we talk about that flex, you know, pass catching tight end. Caleb Odom is, is the guy for that. So, um, I feel like that's probably, uh, um, that's the guy they want most. And again, I think they feel like they've done a really good job to this point. And mine's getting them in on that big June 23rd official visit weekend. That's going to be, you know, a bunch of commits, uh, some other targets they feel really, really good about. It's going to be a nice, big, fun weekend. And hopefully, uh, you know, that trip, uh, you know, helps them kind of get to where they need to go in that recruitment. 
What do you make of the Ole Miss crystal ball? Because an Ole Miss yeah. insider put one in for, for the Rebels there. We respect everyone's crystal balls, et cetera. Um, what do you make of that? Yeah, you know, again, I think that if he wants to play wide receiver, like if he wants to hear, hey, I'm an outside wide receiver, I mean, Ole Miss is the spot, is the place who's telling him he could be that. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, if that's what Miami's particularly selling. Again, I think they're telling him, hey, you can catch a lot of balls here, but you're really athletic and you can just be an absolute nightmare, you know, matching up against linebackers and all that stuff. And you're going to catch the ball a ton, but, you know, just different, a different role. So again, I think if, if, if he wants to hear that he's a receiver, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss might be the spot. Like, I think that's, they may be the place, the, maybe the only place for telling him that stuff. That's what he told me uh, the first time I spoke, spoke with him after that first unofficial visit. So, uh, you know, again, respect it. Uh, I think there's a long way to go in this recruitment, uh, you know, definitely watching out for Alabama. I think that's a scary situation from, for Miami. Penn State, of course, has done a great job with tight ends as well. Uh, but I do think Miami's in, you know, uh, in, in a good spot in this recruitment uh, relative to, you know, some of the other people that were in like that, what top 12 that he dropped, or I think maybe it's a top, it's a top eight or a top six. Now I am Miami's, you know, near the top of his list. And then another Nate to know from an official visit perspective, we don't go too, too much in depth here. Cause it's not till that Texas A&M game in September, but Mir Jackson top 100 prospect, he's going to visit Florida in June. What do we need to know about him? Oh, he's also Demir Jackson is going to be on campus on Thursday. Oh, so okay. he's he's going to come down and be again. It'll be a second unofficial visit, um, but it is going to be unofficial. He's not a part of this first un, is, he's not a part of this first official visit weekend. But he is right. getting back to campus on Thursday. That he's going to watch team work out all that stuff on Thursday morning. Just hang around, and then he's coming back to for an for an official visit uh, for the Texas A and M game. Uh, so he's the one that we know for that. Um, and yeah, you know, Amir Jackson is another one that they that they kind of like a lot. He's listed as an athlete. I mean, he's a he's the type of dude that that they want. I mean, I think he's six foot four, 223 pounds. He just got a nice little bump within that top two, four, seven. So I think he's like in the 180 something range, 185 range. Uh, but he's a, a guy that has a, a strong basketball background. He's a big time athlete and he can catch the ball. And I think he has he still has plenty of room to grow uh, physically and already being 225 pounds. So. I think uh, they feel good about, about, you know, just where they're at with him and, you know, again, just kind of going through that process. What needs to be the goal coming out of summer at this tight end position group? Last year, Miami had its tight end class wrapped up by the end of the summer. They had three guys committed last by the end of last summer. Do you feel like Miami can have its tight end class wrapped up by the end of this summer? I think so. I think that would be the goal. Um, you know, if I, I think they'd ideally like to have, let's say Caleb Odom and Elijah Lofton on board, you know, or I think, or I, I think, you know, if it's not that you need to have one of those two on board and you have to be in a really good place, like, you know, right there, uh, hopefully close to getting another one. Uh, so, you know, I, I, they're still chasing a few more guys again. I mean, I think Kylan Fox is still kind of in there. I mean, it, to an extent they could always kind of put the, you know, start, you know, hitting the gas a little bit there. Uh, they're recruiting a Jamie Tremble, who's another kid. We just kind of bumped into our top two, four, seven, He's a six foot three, 200 pounder out of North Cross, Georgia. I think he's going to unofficially visit sometime in June as well. Uh, you know, so there's options, but I think coming out of coming out of this summer, I think ideally, you know, you have Caleb Odom, you have Elijah Lofton committed and you call it, you're calling it a day. You're working on 2025, um, you know, preparing for that and 2026 and all that type of stuff. So I think that's probably the goal is get Caleb Odom on board, get Elijah Lofton on board and then just kind of call it. 
offensive line. We we talked a lot in a recent podcast about the top guys on the offensive line that are going to visit here in June. Now you're Daniels, June 9th. He comes out of Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. He's also visiting FSU in Texas, number 156 overall player in the country, 6'6", 340. And then Isendria Fua comes from Seattle O'Day High School. He's going to visit on June 16th. Uh, he goes 6'4", 310, top 100 recruit. Um, in my opinion, Gabby, I think Miami needs to land one of these two guys. Would you push back on that? No, I, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, you get, I, I think, you know, Afua specifically is is a guy I feel like, not. I'm not going to say like he's the guy they have to get, but yeah, I mean, I think they got to get one of these two dudes. These are the two, you know, again, summer wise, I think these are the two blue, ch- I, I'm leaving, yeah. I think leaving off Brandon Baker. I don't think right. we're expecting Brandon Baker to make a summer decision. Uh, you know, from what we understand, he's going to take fall official visits, all that type of stuff. So just bef- just before listeners ask us about Brandon Baker, uh, Nair Daniels and Sindri Fu are two guys that are taking these summer official visits. And I do think Miami's in a really good spot with this entry of Fu. And then Nair Daniels is a huge, huge body. I mean, I think that he's one of the tackles maybe they feel like they got to get. But again, you signed Francis, Francis Maugo, Samson Akinlola. Uh, you got to stack talent behind them. But I think they feel... You know, like those two guys are their pillars, but you got to bring bring in some other dudes. Um, now your Daniels is close to the top of that tackle board uh, with him. Daniel Calhoun, um, again, Brandon Baker. I mean, those types of guys are are definitely up there. You think Miami can get a wrapped up? Because as far as last I looked, they were the only official visit for him this summer, correct? Yeah, they're the only they're the only school that has an official visit with him right now, as as things currently are. Um, again, I think, well, I mean, we'll see. That that kind of makes me nervous because it kind of makes me think about how long he's going to kind of draw out this process. Because you know, I feel like people rarely just take one official visit, especially when you're as touted as an Asindra Fua, who the composite has as the number two guard in the country, unless he knows what he wants to do. Which, hey, hopefully that's the case. But um, I do think Miami's in a good spot there. Um, just another maybe tackle name I would probably throw into the name into the mix there, David, is Jordan Seaton, who we got to see. Right. Um, you know, again, not officially visiting, but I think he's someone that, you know, Miami probably likes at that tackle spot. Yeah. And then I would say there's another category of offensive linemen that are visiting kind of developmental players with traits, whether, you know, they need to fill out some in the strength and conditioning program or uh, need to reshape their bodies some in a strength and conditioning program. But there's a group of guys, uh, Ty Hilton, three-star yeah. out of Oviedo, Miami Florida, Florida, Miami, Florida State, Florida are all in the mix there. Derek Plaz, three-star from Jacksonville, Andrew Jackson High School, Duke NC State, Penn State in the mix there. Joseph Ayanata, Clearwater Cavalry Christian, UCF also in the mix there. He might be the center target in this class is that fair to say yeah and then uh eddie turk who gonna visit on june 16th three star out of lagrange illinois six four two fifty five, also visiting illinois and northwestern um i would assume you know these type of guys miami would like to get in the boat you also have juan manaya yep committed uh how many of these guys do you think is fair to say, okay, Miami needs to, of these, of this group, Miami needs to have this amount of players committed. Yeah. I mean, of that group, I mean, again, I, 
I mean, I would say at least three. I think one of them has to be um, Joseph Iannotta. Uh, I think that they absolutely love him. Again, like I think he can be, you know, center of the future type. They also love Jason Zandamala, who's, uh, you know, again, another really, really big time center. But I think Joseph Iannotta is one that they really like. They really love themselves. Like Derek Plaz, the offensive tackle out of Jacksonville. I think they feel like they're in a really good spot there. They really like him. They love Ty Hilton as well. So, you know, again, these, these, some of these guys may not, you know, ring the bells when it comes to stars, like, oh my gosh, big time get. But again, I think they feel like 2024 could be a year where you take the, those developmental tackles that you feel like, you know, could spend a, a you know, two, two, three years in your program. And, uh, you know, by the time of Francis Malagoa graduates, or the time Samson Akalola graduates, you have a red shirt sophomore who's kind of ready to go. And I think that that's what they're, that's what they think, uh, you know, and the Derek class, Ty Hilton, they think those types of guys could be the ones who, you know, filter in as older guys where maybe they might, may not make as immediate impact. So uh, definitely, I think that's a strong group of, of, of guys that they feel like they kind of like and really would like to have. What's the background on Eddie Turk? Because he's a guy yeah. in, in the 24-7 database that's a, listed as a D-tackle. Uh, Miami likes him as an offensive lineman. What's the background on him with Miami making him a target? Yeah, so he he unofficially visited, uh, I believe, sometime in April uh, after spring football already wrapped up. Um, I, I think that he, he's kind of he is a two way lineman. Like I think he plays both. Um, I, I, he's li- again he's listed as a defensive lineman. I think Miami's one of the only schools that's recruiting him as a guard. And when I spoke with him, I was just like, "Are you kind of like cool with that?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like you know, he said he's going to try to maybe just find the school that fits him best. I do think. You know, he's he probably would prefer to play defensive line. I don't think that's going to be at Miami if that is the yeah. case. But I do think if like he falls in love with Miami, I think he could definitely, you know, buy into the long term development of being a, a guard or, or something along those lines. Because I think Miami feels like, uh, you know, he has goods there that he that he can convert. He can make that move and and be and be pretty good there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's just a, an interior name there that, that they do like a lot. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's turn the page to defense. And uh, defensive line, there's a lot to talk about here. And I think we got to separate the group. Like, I want to separate it, Gabby, from like straight up edge rushers and defensive linemen, like bigger body defensive linemen that yeah. can play defensive tackle or as kind of an edge setting defensive end in some spots too. But let's start at defensive end. So uh, Miami has a couple of five stars uh, scheduled to visit uh, in June. 
both on June 9th. Colin Simmons out of Duncanville, Texas. He goes 6'3", 225, also visiting Oregon and Texas. He has an LSU crystal ball. And then Dylan Stewart, five-star out of Friendship Academy in Washington, D.C. He goes 6'5", 235, also visiting Georgia, South Carolina, and Ohio State. Let's start with those two five-star names, um, both on June 9th. Seems like June 9th is going to be a big oh, yeah. defensive line weekend, right? I mean, if we're talking about the bigger bodied guys, you got David Stone, yep. you got Aiden Breland, you got LJ McCrae also visiting that weekend. But anyways, back to Colin Simmons and Dylan Stewart. What do we need to know about those recruitments? Yeah, I, I know Miami's, you know, having daily regular conversations with Colin Simmons and his mom. Uh, you know, that's a that's a recruitment that they're working very, very hard on. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned LSU has a crystal ball. I mean, I think Texas is in, is in a really good spot as well. He likes Oregon a lot. Uh, but I do think Miami's a school that's kind of creep, he's it's kind of crept into this recruitment. No one was really talking about Miami and Colin Simmons until he kind of showed up or, you know, we kind of, you know, he was coming down for the spring game. He showed up mm-hmm. um, and then that kind of sparked everything. I think he maybe spent the next day uh, around Miami, around the program. And again, I think that's just kind of, you know, help him get a better feel for the program to get him back down. I think is huge, but I mean, these are ridiculously high profile recruitment. So right. you never really know how it goes. But again, I think getting all these dudes like kind of along the, the lines that you're, you know, going to like that June 9th weekend is, is going to be, and we'll talk about it, but like getting Colin Simmons around a Dylan Stewart and around a David Stone and around an LJ McCray and an Aiden Breland, like that is how you sell some of these elite guys. It's a vision. Yeah, yeah. it's a vi- exactly. It's the vision of what this could be like. So I think if you get Colin Simmons around all the all, all his peers, all guys who are dudes, um, I think that that's how you can kind of sell Miami. Uh, for Dylan Stewart, again, I think Miami's in a really good spot there, man. Even when he took that first spring unofficial visit, that was like supposed to be very low key, but it's really hard to be low key when you're a six foot five, two hundred and forty pound defensive end just casually walking around a campus. Um, you know, I I I think even after that, they were just kind of like oh like don't be surprised when we get him like and then it was kind of like oh okay and then he kind of went on his spring tour and then you know came back to Miami then it's like all right like he came back with his family and then again sets up the official visit uh for that June 9th and it's like okay like I feel like Miami has like some legitimate momentum here and I've learned not to I've learned not to doubt these guys sometimes when they have you know we've talked about the the hyper focused uh you know kind of approach that they get on some of these dudes and I feel like Dylan Stewart is very much of like in that, like, this is the guy that we have to have. Right. I feel like he's, he's in that sort of category right now. And again, they want to sign the best defensive line class in the country. Like that's not like something I made up. Like that's something that they are advertising. Like we want to sign right. the best defensive line in the class in the country. And to do that, you got to get a guy like Dylan Stewart. Um, so I feel like Miami's in, you know, I feel like Miami's fair game for both those guys. How about Marcus Lightfoot as well? He's a guy from Chicago, Kenwood Academy, 6'5", 220. He's a top 100 recruit, so not a five-star guy, but big-time recruit as well, who's going to visit Ohio State and USC this June um, also. Yeah, I think Jason Taylor's made a huge impact in that recruitment. Uh, You know, just build-wise, I feel like there's maybe some similarities that Lightfoot can kind of look towards and be like, hey, like there may not be someone better to develop me than, than Jason Taylor. Um, so again, I think Miami feels like he's a really big time pass rusher. Uh, they, they kind of got on him before he became like, you know, this super highly rated recruit. 
And I think they've done a good, done, they've done a good job kind of making him a priority, getting him on campus unofficially. And then of course, I think they took two visits to Chicago, like they're allowed to, and uh, you know, to go see him. And I think that they've, you know, again, I think they've positioned themselves as one of the prime programs who have a chance to land a signature eventually. So uh, definitely just got to continue to chop wood there. And then how about Kendall Jackson, uh, three star out of uh, Gainesville and Elias Rudolph, a top 250 player at a Deerfield beach. Uh, also, he's originally from Cincinnati. So he's also visiting Pitt, Pittsburgh, Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, what what can you say about those two guys? Yeah, Elias Rudolph uh, moved down to South Florida this, I think maybe it was like after his junior season. Uh, he played at Taft in Cincinnati, which is a good program, uh, has all those, you know, offers that you just mentioned, David. I mean, Ohio State, he's got Michigan, Penn State, all those guys. Um, I think Jason Taylor got a chance. I, I know he was at one of those like, um, he was at one of those like January visit days. I think it was maybe that elite prospect day that was like Kamari and Franklin and Booker Pickett. And those types of guys, I think Elias Rudolph was there, um, but I don't think Miami had, had offered yet. And then they got eyes on him this spring during one of those jamborees and, and decided to, to, to pull the trigger there. Now he's visiting uh, June 16th for that official visit weekend. And again, I, I'm kind of curious to see uh, where he kind of factors into like, you know, all of this, like, you know, just everyone that they're kind of chasing. I, I probably need to see him again because when I saw him last time, I mean, he is. He is like very, very narrow, like he's very lean, um, mm -hmm. you know, definitely has some room to grow, definitely has some growth potential, um, but not as physically mature as some of these other guys at his same position are. Uh, Kendall Jackson's a guy that they like a lot. I mean, again, a guy, again, with some of that position versatility kind of comes off the edge, but could probably play a little bit on the, excuse me, on the inside as well. And, um, you know, Miami's been recruiting him for a long, long time. And uh, I think that they like him a lot. He's always been one of those guys that, you know, maybe again, doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't like, I don't know, make headlines or whatever, but he's always, Miami's always been a constant in that recruitment. So they definitely like themselves some Caleb Jackson, uh, some Kendall Jackson. Let's go to like the bigger body guys, defensive tackle ish type of prospects. Um, we'll go in order of the official visits, but Kamarian Franklin scheduled to visit this weekend, five-star out of Lake Comorant uh, in Mississippi also visiting LSU and Tennessee. Uh, what do we need to know about Franklin going into this weekend? Yeah, uh, come on. My, I think Miami's, you know, definitely, uh, you know, battling with some of those big-time schools, some of those SEC schools. He's a Mississippi kid. Um, but, again, Miami got him down twice for unofficial visits. Uh, you know, I think this official visit's going to go a long way. Like, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if this, this is a kid that takes – uh, multiple, um, you know, official official visits, maybe breaks that five threshold. I mean, maybe, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, Miami's done, a, I think, done a really, really good job recruiting him here. Uh, you know, I think, really, they've just kind of made him a priority. Uh, there's a group, basically, of, of, I mean, a bunch of these guys, most of them we've already talked about, that are basically just, like, non-negotiables. Like, if this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy want, went in, doesn't matter what the numbers look like, like, these guys – are, are we're taking these dudes and like Kamarian Franklin is absolutely in that top tier of of guy that they feel like they kind of need to have along the defensive line um so I mean they they love Kamarian Franklin he's you know I, I think he has exactly what you're looking for again I think a little bit more of that you know where he can kind of come off the edge but also maybe grow into an interior guy I just think he can be a total freakazoid uh so um I, I think Kamarian Franklin is 
is definitely someone Miami really likes. Uh, but again, I think fending off some of these SEC schools is also going to be pretty tough. David Stone, Aiden Breland, LJ McRae the next weekend. We touched on that a little bit. We talked a lot about David Stone and Breland, uh, but I want to take this to LJ McRae because he's, I think he's a big time player too from the state of Florida, four-star guy, top 150 prospect at a Daytona Beach mainland, 6'6", 260. Georgia, Florida, Auburn, FSU also involved. Um, is this going to be a big weekend for Miami to try and make a big move for LJ McRae? Oh yeah. I, I think they made a big move like during that, uh, that first, that first time he kind of got there uh, that he kind of spent this, this time around there. I know, you know, coach Taylor went to go uh, coach Jason Taylor went to go watch him uh, play at some point this spring. Um, you know, I think that this could be a really big weekend. Again, I think it's about selling that vision and, you know, I, I think LJ McRae is someone that, you know, again, in this in this crunch of all these big defensive linemen, like they think LJ McRae has like an NFL future. Like he is he's a future as NFL talented, player. I think, yeah. as all these. And but yeah. his ranking isn't, but he's a freak. Yeah. And he's still top and like he's still like a top yeah. 100 player. So it's not like he's Absolutely. like we're not saying he's like some 87 three star or anything like that. He's still like, you know, recognized as one of the best players in the country. But I feel like we right. do kind of get hyper-focused on like the David Stone, the Aiden Breland and, right. and, the, and they're barely like those guys are total beasts, but LJ McCray is like in that category in Miami's eyes. Like he right. is a total, total stud. And I think him coming him, that, them getting him down for that June 9th weekend, I think is telling of that, of, you know, how much yes. they want him to be a part of the future of plans of this program. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think he's going to be at Florida this weekend. Um, and Miami kind of getting that second crack at it during this big weekend, hopefully, uh, again, moves the needle for them. All those names. And it's been a while since the crystal ball dropped, but Justin Scott is a five-star D tackle that has a Miami crystal ball following his week at Miami leading up to the spring game. Uh, he goes six four three ten. He's out of uh, St. Ignatius High School in Chicago. He's going to visit on the June 16th weekend. Are the vibes still strong? Do you feel like with with where Miami stands on Justin Scott's recruitment? Yeah, I I think it is. I mean, he tweeted out the other day, kind of hinting that you know a decision could be coming again. Soon, what does soon mean? Or like you know, almost that yeah. time. Like you know, I think he's someone that you know by the end of the summer, uh, we'll kind of know. Maybe not even the end of the summer. Maybe after June, we'll kind of know where his head's at. I think Miami's in a really good spot, David, and I, I think that. You know, again, coming off all these, you know, this long trip that he was on, uh, you know, Miami felt really, really good about where they're at. Uh, there's a lot of kind of connections just within his like circle of people to Miami. And I do I do think Miami is probably the team to beat. And again, I think you kind of have to play out some of these official visits. You got to kind of go through this process. You got to weather some of these storms. I mean, I think he's going to go see Georgia. Um, I think he's going to go see Ohio State, if I remember correctly. Um, I think yes. Michigan's, I think Michigan's in there as well. Yes. Um, and even like a Notre Dame, Notre Dame, I think is like the other crystal ball that's in there. Right. Like I think Notre Dame still feels like they're very involved in this recruitment as well. So um, nothing's a, a lock, a layup or anything like that. But I, I mean, right now I would, I would, I would think Miami's the, in the best spot of, of any of those schools. Artavius Jones out of the panhandle area not far from Tallahassee. Yeah. He's going to visit June 23rd. He's a four-star top 150 guy out of Bluntstown, uh, Florida. Also visiting UCF this month. He's a guy that I know you you mentioned earlier this cycle that uh, Miami is an, enamored with his athleticism yep. at his size. Um, 
What do we need to know about this one? Yeah, just a freak athlete. I mean, that's really what it is. They think that he's just an absolute beast. Uh, a guy, again, that can play multiple spots across the defensive line. Um, I think Miami's getting, again, that last June weekend, uh, that 23rd, which is a, you know, their big commit weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, UCF is, again, a school that I think is a legitimate threat in this recruitment. Like, I don't think they're just like a school. They signed John Walker last year. I think that they feel like Artavius Jones is trying is I think that's them trying to like double, you know, go back to back on big time defensive linemen. That would be a huge win for them. Uh, Florida state, I think is kind of playing the long game here. Like where maybe they kind of wait until the, like an in-season official or anything like that, like try to get them on campus in the fall, uh, kind of see where it goes just with him being a local kid. But I mean, again, I think this is someone that if Miami can get them, they're totally going to take him. And I think they feel good about where they're kind of at with all of this. And it's insane because we're talking about all these defensive linemen, but like, I mean, they, I, I legitimately think that they would take like, let's, I mean, it, they want all these kids like they legitimately right. want all these kids so it's just it, it's a it's 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 a lot but yeah i mean they they want artavius jones a lot jericho johnson he's june 16th uh four star out of california um what's what's the uh what's the feeling there he visited in the spring as well yeah. correct yeah he's getting then he's getting back for uh an official visit uh that june 16th weekend which i think will be alongside um justin scott um well and is it any is, is it any of these other guys i think it's justin scott yeah i think that's just a justin scott um jericho johnson weekend okay. um and again he's a, he's another big body out of california area north california and that's a that's a spot that they want to recruit uh you know he's someone that you know really earlier i mean i guess pretty early in the process early february um, you know, I was told he was one of their top defensive line targets, period. And I guess that was probably before they realized that they could have all this momentum with, um, you know, Aiden Breland and some of these other guys. But like Jericho Johnson has been a name at the top of that recruiting board for a long time. And we we saw him in person. And, you know, I, I saw him in person, David. I'm not sure if you saw him at that spring game. But he's a, I mean, again, huge dude, huge body type. But he's he's included in that group of guys where it's just like, you know, non-negotiable. Like if this guy wants to commit here, he's, he's coming. So um, I, I think that there are some schools in that, in his region, like Washington's a school he likes a lot. I think he's going to go check out Oregon. Um, I think that's going to be a, maybe a tougher one for Miami to maybe shut down. But again, I, I they're, they're kind of all in on Jericho Johnson as well. And they feel like, you know, they're going to do what they can to try to lock him in. All right. That's a ton of names on so defensive names. line. <laughs> uh you know, you, you mentioned how Miami wants to have the best D-line class in the country this cycle. Uh, I think a big part of that is having some momentum by the end of the summer via commits. And we know Mario Cristobal is all about that momentum life on the recruiting trail. I think there's something to it, you know, uh, in terms of encouraging other big-time players to jump in, in the boat as well whenever they want to make that decision. But Gabby, and this is unfair, but if I'm asking you to say, okay, Gabby, you think these, like, let's say two guys, you could see like, okay, maybe by the end of the summer, if they're ready to commit and they jump in the boat, they could be two guys that could help Miami really get some momentum going here and building out that best defensive line class in the country. Who would be the two names you'd give me right now at the start of June that might be somewhat realistic? Yeah, I mean, again, if we're talking about building the best defensive line class in the country, 
I mean, I'm going to go again. Maybe it's not, I don't know if it's realistic. Maybe it is. I mean, I think they feel like it is. Uh, I'm going to go David Stone and Dylan Stewart. I mean, I think those two guys are, you know, I, I'm not saying they've attached themselves to each other at all, but I think they definitely got close during that official visit weekend, not that unofficial visit weekend where they both ended up at Mario Cristobal's house for that pool party alongside a number of other recruits. Um, you know, David Stone said that Dylan Stewart's mom reminded him of his mom, all that stuff. I think they they said that David Stone told us at IMG, David, that he was going to officially visit Miami the same weekend as, as Dylan Stewart. They wanted to do that together. So, again, if it's if that's the goal, if that's the end game, uh, you know, getting those two guys specifically on board, I think, sends that message to everybody else. Like Miami is the place where we are doing this. And I think if you get David Stone on board, you get Dylan Stewart on board. I think both those guys are highly influential amongst their peers. And I think that that would help build out the best. Def- I think if you get both those guys on board this summer, like Miami will build the best defensive line class in the country. Like maybe like the program's ever had or whatever. I don't know. I can't go back that far. Like, so way back when they had a bunch of other dudes, but I mean, in modern recruiting history, it wouldn't even be close to anything Miami's done in the past. Like, I yeah. think if you get David Stone and you get Dylan Stewart, you probably get Aiden Breland. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's a stretch, but I think if you get those two guys, I think Justin Scott kind of becomes a lock. I think you get Marquise Lightfoot most likely. I think Colin Simmons is thinking really, really hard right now. Um, you know, I think it just becomes, I think it's just, I think you're just kind of like open up the gates. Like it's just going to, and it's you just, highlight Stone and Stewart, not only because they're friends, right? But do you also feel like they have those alpha personalities oh, totally. that will help recruit, right? Totally, totally. I mean, David Stone, the way he talks, he's always talking about other people. And like, you know, he's talking about like his relationships with all these other people and bringing people on board, all that stuff. Like, I think all these dudes are all in that category. Even like a, T, a TJ Lindsay, who's a guy that we had, we didn't really touch on here uh you know tj Lindsay's another guy who's at img academy now that, that just visited again that same weekend with all these guys like tj Lindsay's another big body on, on the interior defensive line that you know miami that could be influenced by all of this stuff and see like okay yeah like maybe mine's where i want to be also so th- i mean there's so much there, there's so much that could yeah. actually happen and i think david stone is that type of guy that attracts other people and i think dylan stewart is that guy that's going to attract other people too and again i mean who knows if that's really possible i guess we'll see right. but right. again i think miami that's feels like vision. it is that's the vision exactly yeah and again if they are able to pull that off dylan stewart uh david stone justin scott that's three five-star defensive linemen in one class that you know landing three three five stars regardless of position is very hard to do and it's a rare thing to do for most programs um but Miami has a chance to pull that off on the defensive line alone. All right, let's move on to linebacker. Um, I want to start here, Gabby. How many do you feel like Miami needs to add? Yeah, I think that they should go at least three. I think at least, I think three, I mean, yeah, I would say three. I I would go, I would, I would, I mean, four is still a lot, but I think they got to get at least three. Like, I think three has got to be like the minimum. I wouldn't be mad if they went four again. Okay. So they already have one one committed in Vincent Shavers. Yeah. Um, and then they have a nice group of guys set to visit here in June. Keyshawn Flowers, a three-star out of Maryland. He's going to visit June 9th. James Nesta, going to visit this weekend. Three-star out of North Carolina. Chris Cole, June 22nd. He seems to be a guy that Miami's building a lot of momentum with. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Dylan Williams, 
four-star out of Long Beach Poly. He's June 23rd. And then Cameron Pruitt, June 9th weekend, three-star out of Theodore, Alabama. Um, where do you want to take this, Gabby? Because uh, let's let's start with Chris Cole. Uh, top 100 player, according to yeah. 24-7, 6'3", Rohan Marley's nephew, correct? Yeah, Rohan Marley's uh, nephew. Salem, Virginia, also visiting Georgia, Notre Dame, Penn State. So those are like linebacker U type of schools. And Miami's definitely in the mix here. To me, he's like that prototype middle linebacker and uh, would be a tremendous get. You know, we talk about how Miami wants the best D-line class in the country. If you land a Chris Cole as well, that's also how you flip that linebacker room, in my opinion. Uh, But Chris Cole, what do we need to know there? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, maybe the most notable thing that's come up recently, uh, our director of recruiting, Steve Wiltfong, on uh on tuesday night posted a update on our on the through the smoke message board that you know that my he heard that miami's in a really really good spot for chris cole uh you mentioned the rohan marley connection i think that stuff matters to him he he came down to miami i i believe he has family down here um you know he came alongside a, a number of people uh so you know again get, getting him back down for that big official visit weekend at the end of june uh, I think it's going to be huge, but you know, he's at Georgia today on an unofficial visit gets back for an official, like you mentioned, David. Uh, I think, you know, there's still a few other schools in there as well. I think he just got back from Virginia tech. Who's trying to like sell him that he's the number one overall target on the board, regardless of position. Um, so, I mean, maybe, but I mean, doubt it. Um, but all these other schools are in there again. He's a super talented kid. Uh, again, look the part. I think like when we saw him at, like when he came down to Miami for that unofficial visit, it was just kind of just physically, it was Huge just like, frame. yeah, yeah. Like, and it was just like, yeah, I'm not a rankings guy. I don't consider myself a scout, but I was like, Hey, it feels like physically, physically, this is a guy that's probably going to rise up the rankings. And he absolutely did that. Now he's like, I think he's a number 65 player in the country for us at 24 seven. And uh, he, he, he's a total dude. He's a total dude. And Miami's definitely recruiting him hard. Of the other names, give me one that you want to highlight. Yeah, I mean, one, I guess just because from just the timeliness standpoint, let's go with James Nesta. Uh, he's a six foot five, 215 or so pounder out of uh, North Carolina who's officially visiting Miami this week. I, he, he, I was told he was basically like in that like top, top, top tier of, uh, you know, linebacker guys that they're chasing this cycle. It's James Nesta and another one we didn't really talk about, Darius Hayes. Uh, he's committed to Florida. He he might be Miami's top overall linebacker target is a Darius Hayes. Okay. Um, so that's like, that might be the guy, but again, committed to Florida. Uh, Miami's working on that one might get him in, get him on campus in June for an unofficial visit. I think they're hoping to get a fall official visit. seems like a couple other schools are in there trying to flip him from Florida as well, but Miami's definitely one of them. But James Nesta is another guy again, looks, he's really, really long on tape. He's a dual sport athlete. He's like mid nineties. He has like a mid nineties fastball as a pitcher. He has like a nine and a half perfect game rating, uh, the baseball rankings app. And that's pretty close to like a top draft pick level. Uh, yeah. So potentially draftable baseball player. Uh, they think that he's just like a really freaky athlete, really good kid, uh, smart, kind of has all the intangibles. And then again, really physically gifted the way he moves. I would encourage everyone to turn on the tape. I mean, he can definitely get after it. So uh, James Nesta is probably, and I think he's an introduction. Like, I feel like he's not a name people have heard about a lot. So I think he's a name that I think people need to start familiarizing and taking like, not taking seriously, but like you really, really knowing, because it feels like he's someone that Miami would love to add to this class. 
Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. The Star Horton Group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Born and raised in Miami, Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text Star directly at 561 561- Five seven three four six six one, and here's the beauty: when you refer someone to Star, he will donate two hundred and fifty dollars to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So, to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text Star today at five six one five seven three four six six one. Cornerback, uh, you know, I've kind of made it clear that I think. Whatever, however the cornerback class shakes out, if you're a big-time program, you have to have at least one elite cornerback in your class um, every year just because that's the hardest position to play on defense. There's only so many of those players. Um, there's only so many shutdown cornerbacks in the world. And so uh, you you got to be one of the programs that can consistently land those guys. And if you look at the uh, the guys set to visit here in the month of June, they got a nice little um, timeline set up weekend after weekend after weekend of elite corners. Uh, and so let's just go in that order. Let's start with Ellis Robinson, the fourth, June 9th, of course, committed to Georgia, probably an uphill battle, uh, but Miami's chipping away at it. Yeah, Miami's definitely chipping away. They're working really, really hard in that one. Uh, he's been on campus three times uh, this year so far. And then, again, we'll get back for that official visit on June 9th. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I know that they've said it publicly. I think Steve Wilfong said it. But, like, it feels like if anyone's going to flip Ellis Robinson from Georgia, it's Miami. And that's not saying that he's going to flip or that Miami will flip right. him. But I think Miami's positioned themselves in that type of spot from what, from just from what I've understand, checking in with people who are around him, who have spent time around him. I mean, he just, they, they like him, the family absolutely love like the city of Miami. Like they love the area. They love everything that this town has to, the city has to offer. 
They love the area around the University of Miami. Uh, they think it's an awesome place. Um, you know, I think it's just a matter of just like, obviously, you know, you have to, of course, make a football decision. And I mean, you can't blame the top ranked cornerback in the country uh, for going to Georgia. So if Miami could just do enough to kind of get him off of Georgia, I think that would, you know, put them in the best spot. But, uh, you know, definitely chipping away there. The next weekend, June 16th, they are hosting Dakota Fields, who is a four-star top 100 corner out of Junipero Serra High School in Gardenia, California. He's also going to visit Oregon, USC, and Washington uh, during the month of June. So Miami's the only school out of that West Coast region of the country. Um, And Oregon has crystal ball predictions for him, but uh, he's a 6'2", 175 corner. What do we need to know about this Dakota Fields visit? Yeah, uh, I don't know where exactly, but Miami definitely has some ties to like that general area. Um, so I think that um, I think that he's someone that they're that they're really really trying to recruit. He came down in January for that Battle Miami tournament. He was playing with like Sound Mind, Sound Body. So he was playing with like a Detroit area team. Um, got was able to see campus and all that stuff. And uh, you know, I think Miami's just been working hard on that. You know, in that recruitment, uh, trying to get him down. I mean, I would probably you know, wager that he lands at an Oregon or some school out West, but, yeah. uh, you know, Miami's definitely going to shoot their shot. And, you know, I'm totally cool with that. I mean, I think he's the type of guy that you try to take from that, from that, uh, you know, region from that area. I think he's a talent that's worth pursuing. And then June 23rd, they're going to host a couple of guys from that East coast, middle of the state region, uh, Jalen Hayward from Rockledge high school, who is a Georgia commit and Xavier Mincy, who's a Daytona Beach mainland high school teammate of LJ McRae. That's that June 23rd weekend. Jalen Hayward, kind of a versatile defensive back that could play safety, could play corner. You've you've stated on the podcast, Gabby, Miami likes him at corner. Xavier Mincy, honestly, similar, right? He's a guy that could play safety, could play corner. He's kind of a 6'2 physical guy if he's going to play corner. Um, but what do we need to know about those two guys visiting on June 23rd? Yeah, Miami definitely loves Jalen Hayward as a corner. Uh, I think Miami's gone back and forth on Mincy as corner safety, but I think they've kind of landed maybe on safety. But, I mean, okay. regardless, both are, you know, top, you know, again, big, big-time targets at either one of those spots. I mean, Jalen Hayward has that position versatility where, I mean, he's listed as a safety. You play him on that corner, he has 10-6 speed. You could probably play the slot. I mean, it seems like he can do that a little bit as well. Um, but Miami loves Jalen Hayward, uh, you know, got him down again for, he came down on his own, uh, during the spring, during that pool party weekend. Uh, you know, I know, uh, Miami sent a coach, you know, the following week to go see him at Rockledge. So, you know, th- I think Miami's working really hard to kind of take him off of that George commitment again, kind of similar feel to Ellis Robinson. Like it feels like if anyone's going to get him off Georgia, it's going to be Miami. And if he does kind of remove himself from Georgia, I think he's going to be kind of quickly tied to Miami. Um, so I think that that's, I think Miami's done a really good job there. Mincy, uh, I think Miami's, Miami actually feels really, really good about all that type of stuff. Um, I, I think they feel like we're, that where he's at, I think Georgia has been kind of lean. Like, I mean, Florida has been kind of thought of as like a school that kind of has the inside track, but I think Miami feels really good about where they're at there. So again, getting them back down for that June 23rd official visit weekend. Um, you know, I think it's a big deal. If Jalen Hayward is the top corner in this class for Miami, if they're able to get that done, is that good enough in your opinion? I, I mean, I, I think so. 
Yeah, I would say so. Um, and then Ricky Knight as well, June twenty third. Um, he's he's a three star, I believe, still right out of the Benjamin School in Palm Beach. To me, kind of a developmental guy with some traits. Plays a little bit of receiver too at the high school level. Uh, pushing six foot. Um, is that one still a Miami Florida State battle in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Illinois a little bit too. Like, I think that they have done a good job, maybe selling on that. Uh, selling that you know that we produced a bunch of DVs. We're getting a bunch right. of guys to the NFL. Uh, so I think Illinois maybe I, I would say maybe a, a just like a dark horse I would probably categorize them as, but I still do think that it's probably going to boil down to a Miami Florida State uh, battle. I also think it kind of depends where the chips sort of fall there. Like I'm curious like how things kind of go at cornerback, but I mean I think you, Miami. Good. Do you think the Illinois emergence is an indication maybe Miami and Florida State are cooling? I don't know if it's I don't know. Um, I think it's him maybe just kind of doing because i think he's always kind of mentioned illinois as a school that's kind of in there uh like it's i don't think illinois is like a new random school but i feel like he's he's always kind of talked about them he's talked them up a little bit so i think it's maybe him just giving himself maybe a little bit more wiggle room um but i do think that i mean miami's i feel like kind of invested a lot into recruiting ricky knight like i know they've been recruiting him for a while now Um, i do think that like i'm not saying they're not going to take him like i do think they would but I do think that there's some corners, you know, a little bit higher on the board. I mean, if they can get a Jalen Hayward, an Ellis Robinson, a Dakota Fields. And again, you're probably like, chances are you, maybe you don't get all of those guys. Right. Um, but I do think Ricky Knight is in that, that tier, maybe a little bit below those guys. Safety. We already mentioned Xavier Mincy. Uh, Miami has two guys committed, Isaiah Thomas and Dylan Day at safety. Um how many safeties in this class do you think Miami needs to take? Cause to me, it's kind of a sneaky position of need. If you look at the, the yeah. roster construction, construction now right. mm-hmm. with cam kitchens, James Williams, if they blow up this year, they could move on to the NFL. We don't really know right now what's behind them. If we're being honest. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's an important position uh, for this cycle. They are hosting th- to me, kind of some newish names. So we can run through them. Ashton Hampton at yeah. a Tallahassee university school there in Tally. Um, he's a three-star guy, but he's, he's visiting some big time schools, Arkansas, yeah. Clemson, Florida. He's going to visit FSU in December. It sounds like Kaj Sanders, three-star out of Bergen Catholic, uh, Rydarius Morgan, three-star out of Phoenix city, Alabama. What do we need to know about this group of safeties that they're bringing in? In addition to, I guess they have two guys committed. So, yeah, I like the Ashton Hampton kid a lot. I think he, I mean, he looks like physically looks like, you know, he looks like kind of like a dude. He's kind of, he's pretty built. He's built up really well. Um, he's out again, out of Tallahassee, Florida state school. Uh, I think Florida, I mean, obviously Florida state's been doing, you know, their thing in that recruitment and, you know, wouldn't be surprised if that's where he ended up, but look, a lot of big time programs are coming after him. And again, I think he's, He's definitely done some good things this spring that has Miami and many others intrigued. Uh, Kaj Sanders, I'm not sure about that one. I don't know how, how I don't know how, if he's like on the same level on the board as some of these other guys. Uh, Rydarius Morgan goes by Red, so Red Morgan. Um, I think Phoenix City, that Phoenix City uh, Central School is a school they that Miami kind of wants to find a way into. Uh, that's a school at JV oh, yeah. and Cohen. That's a school at JV and Cohen went to. Uh, that's a school that just produces like really a big like, time receiver this cycle. Yeah. Right? Cameron, they have Cameron Coleman last yeah. year. They had, uh, I think tomorrow, Tamarian Parker who signed with Clemson. 
Uh, he played there. Uh, who else did they have? Who else did they have? They had a corner, I think, that signed with. Um, I think it was AJ Harris that signed with okay. Georgia. Uh, like that's a school Miami wants to find a way into. Um, so, and Rydarius Morgan is someone who they, I think they feel like could be a, the next, I'm not saying like major, major, but, uh, you know, they feel like he's a really, really good prospect out of that school. So, um, I think he, he's someone that Miami's definitely, uh, turning the dial up on. And then you have, you know, Zaquan Patterson, of course, who Miami's recruiting, right, right. they're in the process of trying to figure out an official visit date. I know they're, um, trying to just land on a good weekend. They're in the process of trying to get that kind of hammered down here ahead of June. Do you think he'll be a June guy? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the plan is. And I don't know what the holdup is Uh, from my understanding, you know, Miami's really trying to figure out a weekend and uh, you know, there's just, there hasn't been anything uh, quite set up. So hopefully by, you know, maybe the end of the weekend or something, they, they figure something out soon. Um, But, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Zaquan Patterson, we mentioned Xavier Mincy. I think he's in that safe. He's in that safety group. I would say these days. Um, So Xavier Mincy is definitely way, way up there. Uh, okay. In terms of guys that they that they like, so I, there's some strong candidates. But you mentioned James Williams and Cam Kitchens, like both those guys could potentially leave to the NFL. Like I don't know, you got Isaiah Thomas in there, Dylan Day maybe projects more as a nickel. So you know, I, I'm probably not, I won't want, I'm not going to put him with like that same group as as these guys. But I mean, I would take Isaiah Thomas, and then if you can get two more, I would probably take two more. You only took one uh, last cycle, and Caleb Spencer uh, didn't get anyone in the portal. Um, I would probably take at least I would take three if you could. Have you gotten any feedback from this spring on Isaiah? Um, how things were looking there? Because I know he was he dealt with like a knee injury, correct? Yeah, I, I think he's healthy. And I, again, Miami Miami seems to love like the, the player that they're getting. I haven't heard anything specific like oh, uh, like he looked really good or anything like that, or he's fully healthy. But I, I think Miami's kind of all in on like the player that he is, just overall. Um, you know, what he's been able to kind of put together. So I think they feel like he's again healthy and, and good to go, but I haven't gotten any like spring feedback. All right, let's get out of here on these quick, quick uh, talking points. I guess first let's talk about this. You know, we've mentioned here, we've kind of jumbled it all up, but Miami's hosting, as far as we know right now, five official visitors this weekend. Uh, Kamorian Franklin, the deep, the five-star D lineman, uh, Draylon Miller, top 100 wide receiver, Jeray Hawkins, the speedster slot receiver, James Nesta, the linebacker slash baseball player, and Kiwan Lacey, the running back out of Texas. Out of those guys, I mean, they're all good players, but who are you in particular kind of keeping an eye on yourself for whatever reason? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's James Nesta just to kind of see how much of a move Miami can make uh, just because, again, I know how much they like him and uh, just kind of see where he's at after this visit. It'll be his first time down here. He was a spring evaluation offer. Uh, Kamarian Franklin for just like, hey, like, is did Miami do enough to kind of really kind of keep them? First visit for him, he's going to go through the process. Like, what's right. his first, how does his first visit kind of impact things? Uh, so I think those two maybe more than Draylon Miller is just kind of like, hey, where are you at with these guys? You know, like you haven't really talked about them a ton before, kind of popped up as an official visitor. Um, don't really have a ton of information that I can even get on him, even from people kind of around there, around like, you know, the program and all that stuff. So it's just kind of like, what is the what's the situation here? Like, what is this? So I think those are probably the three maybe I'm most. And then of of the official visit weekends, is there one that stands out above the rest? Of, of any of the official visit weekends? Yeah. 
oh it's the ninth to me i'm like i'm like i'm like i'm like getting like antsy waiting for the ninth to come because i'm just like this thing is going to be nuts like i'm so curious to see how it all just kind of plays out yeah right now they have one two three four four or five stars set to visit yeah the fifth guy is ranked 33rd so he's like one spot outside of that five star range then Jarek Gibson's 35. He's just outside that five-star range. Yeah. And Aiden Breland is a 24-7 sports five-star. Right. So he's a composite four, but he's still uh, like right. a 24-7 five. So that is a loaded weekend. Um, and then last thing, um, you know, well, I guess two more things. Miami needs to be ranked, in your opinion, right? Because, I mean, look, there's a long way to go. Predicting commitments at this stage we don't know, right? Yeah. Uh, they got to go through the process. But in your opinion, you know, I mean, we saw it last year. Miami built a lot of momentum in the summer. I think they came out of the summer ranked in the top 10, correct? I, I'm um, pretty sure, yeah. Do you feel like that needs to happen and can happen this cycle? Yes, I think it needs to happen. I think it should happen. Uh, I think the base is stronger this time around than maybe it even was last summer when they kind of got into the same season. Agreed. I think there's a little bit more like kind of already on board than they had at this point last year. So I think they're in a better spot to kind of make that leapfrog. Like Miami wasn't Miami something crazy. Like they're in like the 50 range or like the 40 something range when they kind of went on this crazy run, like Miami's starting point. Right. I mean, right now as we're recording this podcast is 23rd and really the leap from 23 right now to like, 12 even is like not even like that crazy like it's not yeah. even 40 points but there's and a ways to happen go, you there's know? still yeah there's still ways to go so i think i think miami should be in the top 10 i think like again i think that's going to be the expectation is to get well into that top 10 after the summer and by after the summer we mean after july right like i mean i don't know what, like i don't know where you're like after summer is like i mean i think by the end of july this team should be in i think they should be inside the top 10 and then Francis Maui go out, right? This time last year, you know, I think it was fair to say we thought Miami was in the mix, but it was just kind of that situation where like, okay, we yeah. have to actually see Miami go out and get that guy. Uh, and he proved Miami got him and he proved to be a big spark for that 2023 class. I think we've already kind of touched on this, but is it fair to say at this point right now, that guy for this cycle would be his former IMG Academy teammate, David Stone. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think there's a few, I think there's a few more guys and that's kind of a good thing that kind of fall into that category. Like I I just got to see it. Like I believe that it could happen, but I just got to see it. Like I think Aiden Breland is also in that category where it's just like, okay, like, Maybe and even David happen. Stone, because Oklahoma yeah. is legit. No, I for mean, sure. For right. sure. I think David Stone is, I think David Stone's the best, like, like example to the Francis Malagoa thing, just because yeah. it's just like, yeah, Miami's in there, but like, are they like, they like they are, but like, is this actually going to happen? Like, what does this really look like? And all that stuff. So yeah, I think David Stone is, is, is a very good parallel to Francis Malagoa, you know, year over year. There's also Jared Gibson. There's yeah. also Dylan Stewart, who we yeah, talked Dylan about. Stewart, for sure. So uh, a few, I really think that, that, that there's a good amount where I'm just like, yeah, you know, this, it feels the same. Justin Scott, even, you know, he's not yeah. necessarily like his personality, he's kind of more of a reserve guy. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 
Um, but he's a five-star dude. So sure. that alone bumps your class up if you get a commitment from a guy like Justin Scott. And there's a momentum factor just from that alone. Um, so anyways, it'll be an interesting couple months here. June visits and then July commitments is kind of how it went last mm -hmm. year. We'll see if that formula plays out again for the Miami Hurricanes as they look to uh, build some momentum here on the recruiting trail in these key summer months. Again, now's the time to jump on board. If you're not uh, a subscriber to Inside the U, it's going to be a crazy time on the recruiting trail. And we'll get out of here on that. Appreciate all our sponsors as always. Their support means so much to us. And thank you, Gabby, for the info. And until next time, take care.